Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. There's a big problem today at the White House, and they're trying to figure out what in the heck we're going to do. And it deals with the idea that the president of the United States of America would block the Hunter Biden Burisma emails. If he blocks it, I think it's fair to say it would prove just how much they have to hide. I don't believe that Joe Biden has a legal basis to say no to the National Archives release of these Hunter Biden Burisma records under the Freedom of Information Act. Now, the word they're asking for is not Hunter Biden in these correspondence. They're looking for the word Burisma. That's a legitimate request based on what was going on at the time. The president, by the way, in his own words, was the guy that talked about Ukraine, being the point man on Ukraine, talked about getting the prosecutor fired that was investigating Burisma, mocked and laughed on stage about how he said you're not getting the money withholding American government funds, taxpayers' dollars, until the prosecutor was fired who was looking into corruption of his son's business. He said it on stage. Do we have a right to know any emails that involve the word Burisma? The answer is yes. Now, a legal group staffed by four, or four former members, I should say, of the Trump administration are now saying if President Biden blocks the release of these documents that may contain information on Hunter Biden's relationship with the Ukrainian energy company Burisma, he will have only proven that he is clearly trying to cover up potential crimes. Now, America First Legal is one of several groups, not just one, but several groups who filed these Freedom of Information Act requests seeking the Obama-era documents that reference the word Burisma. The National Archives and Records Administration is set to release nearly 300 emails that match the request. So think about it. There's 300 emails in the U.S. government talking about a private company in Ukraine called Burisma. Does that seem weird? Yes, it does. 
Why would 300 different government emails be talking about a private company in Ukraine that Hunter Biden happens to sit on the board of, making $40,000, $50,000 a month from being on that board in a sector he knows nothing about? The White House has to decide now. Can we stop the release of these records by invoking an executive privilege? Now, the White House has refused to say whether Biden intends to do so. But it's very clear now that he is wanting to make sure that these never see the light of day. I want you to hear part of a conversation that took place, uh, a very interesting conversation on Fox, on Hannity's show, uh, with not just, and really two different legal minds. One of them is Greg Jarrett, who talks about how this is a major problem, uh, he believes, for them criminally. But you also have a prosecutor, a former AG, who also weighed in on this issue as well, and the issue of executive privilege. Take a listen. On Burisma in particular, it's really interesting to me. It's not the most amount of money, but I think we have the most information. We've got Joe Biden bragging about leveraging a billion taxpayer dollars to get a prosecutor fired. Then Hunter, if you recall, went on GMA and they specifically asked him, do you have any any experience in energy? No. Any experience in oil or gas? No. Any experience in Ukraine? No. Why do you think you were paid millions? He said, I don't know. And then the interviewer said, well, maybe because your dad was in charge of policy in Ukraine? Probably. So isn't he almost admitting that that he's using his influence or peddling his influence because he has nothing else to offer? Sure. And Sean, he had no experience in natural gas in the, in the industry, in energy industry. And he made millions of dollars at the same time in 2014. Vice President Biden, as you said, led the foreign policy with Ukraine. So that's why this one word Burisma is so important, because it was corrupt by all accounts. The UK and Ukraine had criminal investigations for money laundering against them. We know that Hunter Biden's business partner met with Joe Biden in the White House. Then two days later, Hunter Biden quietly goes on the board of this corrupt company, Burisma, making millions of dollars. And as you said, then the vice president leverages a billion dollars, a billion in loan guarantees to Ukraine unless the prosecutor is fired. The prosecutor's fired and then the case disappears and the funds are released to Ukraine. This is out of a Clancy novel. You can't make this up. And yet Burisma may be a smaller company, but millions of dollars are involved. And this is really the tip of the iceberg. Then we continue on with other family members in China and other countries as well. So these emails are vitally important important. These emails are vitally important. She's right. All of these emails are vitally important because the American people deserve to know why this happened. Now, Greg Jared went on to say something else that was also very important, and that's about the crimes that could be proven that are committed or that were committed from these emails connecting even more dots with the laptop and Biden's influence peddling. There's no doubt that the Biden administration understands just how damning this could be because they never imagined we would get to this point. Yet here we are. They knew that the media would protect them and the media still is protecting them. If this was Donald Trump, this would be wall to wall coverage 24 seven every single day. They'd be freaking out over this. Can we all agree? 
They would be, you know, how long is, you know, what is he covering up? What is he wanting to hide? Is this Nixon? Is this the Nixon tapes? Is this the, I mean, that's what they would be doing. That's how they'd be saying it. Listen to what Greg Jarrett has to say as well. Well, it's obvious to all. And it's a crime to confer a benefit for an, uh, to a foreign government in exchange for something of value. That's the money to your son. And if, you know, if Biden tries to use executive privilege to hide these documents, that in itself would be an abuse. The privilege relates to uh, confidential advice that, if disclosed, would impair government functions. Well, that that has nothing whatsoever to do with Burisma and Hunter Biden. There's no confidential information there. And remember, the U.S. Supreme Court in the seminal case, U.S. versus Nixon, in a unanimous decision said you may not use executive privilege if it relates to evidence corresponding to a crime or a criminal investigation. Here, of course, you've got a criminal investigation by Biden's DOJ and a Hunter Biden for corruption, influence peddling, uh, fraud, uh, you know, money laundering, a variety of things, all of which documents suggest implicate Joe Biden. So if he tries to hide these documents by executive privilege, he has absolutely no legal basis to do so. Pam, isn't this why Congressman Jim Comer, who is investigating all of this, and by the way, it's it goes well beyond Ukraine, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. It goes to Russia. It goes to Kazakhstan. It goes to China. Uh, James, James Comer said it goes up to 50 countries. Uh, but isn't this now the reason why Comer is saying this is an investigation into the president of the United States? He didn't say Hunter. Now, Hunter is involved, but he said our investigation will be about the president. Yeah, certainly it is, Sean. And again, Hunter had no experience. We all know why Hunter was being paid by this corrupt company. And we also know, remember, an email was released. It was self-serving to the State Department at the time, but it was very important because it was John Kerry's stepson who said, I want nothing to do with my business partners, Devin Archer and Hunter Biden anymore because what they're doing is not right. Therefore, the Secretary of of State knew what was going on. The Vice President had to have known what was going on. And so that ties him into all this. That's why the investigation is about him, because he was the sitting vice president of the United States at the time when all this happened. What Pam Bondi is saying here, what Greg Jarrett is saying here is this is no longer about Hunter Biden. Okay, Hunter Biden is the the drug involved in the deal. But that's not what we really worry about here. Who's the kingpin behind the drug deal? Who's the guy that's creating the product to go to market? We've seen, and I use drugs because I think this is the best example right now. A lot of times you'll grab the guy that's running the drugs or grab the guy that's making the drugs or grab the guy that's, you know, cutting the drugs. And you say, we don't really care about you. We need the bigger guy who's the CEO, right? Who's the main guy? Who's the El Chapo of this organization, of this entire massive fraud or, or, or a crime that's being committed. And what Jared and Bondi are both saying is the same reason why these National Archives needs to release these Burisma emails, because it's no longer about Hunter Biden. There was such outrage early on about Hunter and what were found in those documents, right, and in, on his emails and in this laptop that he left, this laptop from hell. 
And maybe we focused too much on it early on, it being Hunter, 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 and we should have been saying Joe, Joe, Joe. And now that's what Republicans are basically trying to say. Biden has no legal basis to block the release of these unless he's just saying, I'm going to abuse my power, which I fully expect him to do, by the way. He's going to say, this is my son. I love my son. He was an addict. No, you're not going to see these emails. Now, we have a right to know what the federal government was doing and what they were saying in these big meetings. We have every single right, every single right to see that. Now, before I get into more of that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Patriot Mobile real quick. You may see a lot of bait-and-switch offers for free phones, free iPhones. Well, they're usually too good to be true, just like freedom itself. Nothing is free. Mobile phone companies not only lock you into long-term contracts, but they also build the price of the phone into your bill with hidden fees. With Patriot Mobile, they can show you how to get that same iPhone interest-free without the games and no contract at Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks because they use the same towers as the major carrier that you're probably on right now. So if you want to get great service and you want to know you're working with a company that supports conservative causes, that every month when you pay your bill, they actually take a portion of your bill and they give it back to causes like First and Second Amendment issues, and the right to life, as well as adoptions, then you need to check out Patriot Mobile. Go to patriotmobile.com Ferguson or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team. 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation today with the offer code Ferguson plus other great savings. patriotmobile.com Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Now, Democrats have a game plan of how to fight back against all of this. They're going back to, but Republicans suck and January the 6th happened. How do I know this is their game plan? Because big headlines this morning, January 6th committee to conclude their investigation, because it's going to be over, right, when Republicans take the House, by asking the Department of Justice to, of course, prosecute Donald Trump. The Democrats' January 6th committee will conclude its investigation, eh, you know, on Monday, right before Christmas, by asking the Department of Justice to prosecute former President Donald Trump, through the commi- though the committee lacks constitutional authority to do so. This is just a waste of your taxpayers' dollars and political theater. It's just amazing. The congressional committee must be organized for a legislative purpose, not as part of a law enforcement action. 
which is a function of the executive branch under the separation of powers in the Constitution. But remember, Democrats don't really care about separation of powers or hell, the Constitution. They think they can just rip it up whenever they want to. Nevertheless, the January 6th committee, this is not their job. It's a, not what the Constitution says their job is. They are expected to throw down with their final act. What will that be? They are going to ask the DOJ to prosecute Trump for what they say are, quote, multiple crimes. Now, remember, we already have a special prosecutor that's trying to put Donald Trump in jail so you can't vote for him. Committee member Adam Schiff, who misled the public about the evidence of Russian collusion the entire time he was impeaching Donald Trump the first time, he knew the Russian collusion was a hoax. He knew it was made up by the Democratic National Committee, which he's a part of. And he knew that Hillary Clinton's campaign paid for it. He knew that the deep state had already said that this is total crap and you should know that, right? They said this was user-generated, meaning the Democrats created the story out of thin air. Didn't matter because Adam Schiff decided to overthrow the will of the people, or at least tried to by impeaching the president of the United States of America. He lied. He's an insurrectionist, literally. When you lead an impeachment of a president that you know was actually elected, that's what he did. And you try to overthrow the will of the people and the and, and the results of an election. Aren't you a literal insurrectionist? Yes, you are. But no, no, no. That insurrectionist is now investigating January 6th. Welcome to American government. Not only did he lie about his role in, in a whistleblower complaint that led to Trump's first impeachment, he also, we know, don't forget this, this should be punishable by going to jail, but it's not because it's Adam Schiff and he's a Democrat. He made up phony transcript of Trump phone calls with the Ukrainian President Zelensky. Never forget that. We also know and spied on fellow members of Congress during the impeachment investigation, called for three criminal charges against Trump during an appearance Sunday on State of the Union. Now, there was an interesting dialogue that took place as well Monday morning when the former vice president of the United States of America, Mike Pence, was asked about this. And they played the audio for him of Adam Schiff calling for these charges, these criminal charges against Donald Trump. Now, remember, it's very clear that there's been a massive fallout between the vice president Pence and Donald Trump. They are not friends anymore. Donald Trump doesn't like him, thinks he's a, you know, a traitor. Uh, Mike Pence is trying to make his own name for himself, doesn't like Donald Trump anymore, and he's obviously planning on running for president of the United States of America. And I was really intrigued even how Mike Pence responded to this. Take a listen. I think that the evidence is there that Donald Trump committed uh, criminal offenses in connection with his efforts to overturn the election. Um, and viewing it uh, as a former prosecutor, um, I think there's sufficient evidence to, to charge the president. There's been a buildup to this moment. What do you think of it? Well, I've said many times, having lived through that day at the Capitol, Dana, that January 6th was a tragic day. Uh, but thanks to the courage of law enforcement, the violence was quelled. We reconvened the same day and finished our work under the Constitution of the United States. But I must tell you, from very early on, I've been disappointed in the partisan nature of the select committee on Capitol Hill. I mean, to have a committee that was literally appointed uh, in its entirety by the Democrat Speaker of the House mm -hmm. really violates the history and tradition of the Congress of the United States. You may not remember, in 2007, 
Um, I was the ranking member on a select committee that looked into voting irregularities that had taken place on the floor of the Congress. We had proper representation of both political parties. All political parties were allowed to ask questions of witnesses. We produced a report yeah. at the end. And uh, but, so but this, 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 this select committee from the very beginning has 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 represented a kind of a, a partisan taint that I, I think it's one of the reasons why as so few Americans are paying much attention to what will happen today or to the results or recommendations of this committee. Even Pence understands the egregious abuse of power here. And as you heard Fox say, this has been building for a while, right? This is what they were going to say. And they knew they were going to say this the first day they started this January 6th committee. That's run by the Democrats and everybody involved. There's no new news here. This was the entire plan from day one. Like this was the whole entire ball game from day one. They planned this out like a movie. Remember, they started this in prime time. Never forget, they started it in prime time. They understood exactly what was happening here in prime time. This was a made-for-TV political investigation. They treated it. That way, they acted like that's what it was going to be. They did everything they could to make sure that's how it went down. I, I, I truly believe they're going to indict Donald Trump. I think they're going to try to make it where you can't vote for him. I think they're going to say, see, we were right. We told you so. Um, see, we were right. We said this. And look, all of this comes down to the other issue of, uh, of freedom, and freedom of speech. Look at, for example, Elon Musk said, put a poll out. Should I step down as the head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of the poll. The majority said yes. Elon Musk appears destined to quit running Twitter right after 10 million users voted for him to stop. I want to know, and I, I'm asked this sincerely because 17 million people voted on whether to, to, to get rid of Musk as a Twitter boss. And I want to know how many bots there are. I'd love to know how much came from overseas. I'd love to know how much came from China. I'd love to know how much came from Russia. Now, maybe he'll put that out there, right? I, I, I really do. But this idea that they can't control everything anymore is a perfect example uh, of, of just how much they need to indict Donald Trump because that's the only way they can make sure that he's not on the ballot. They do not trust you as the American public to do what they demand that you do, which is to never, ever vote for Donald Trump or anyone like him ever again. Let me give an example of the lack of control now the left has. Elon Musk briefly suspended Taylor Lorenz's Twitter account for doxing. She is a Washington Post tech reporter. She was briefly suspended on Twitter on Saturday because of what the CEO said was prior doxing action by the account. Loren said her account, which numbers 340,000 followers, was taken down after she sought comment from Musk for a Washington Post story that she's working on. The suspension was lifted on Sunday and Lorenz's account was restored. Now, the reporter said she believes that she was suspended because she posted links to her accounts on other social media platforms. Musk hinted over the weekend that Lorenz's doxing stemmed from allegations that were revealed in a lawsuit filed against the reporter and her previous employer, the New York Times, by a social media influencer manager, which is amazing. The 38-year-old filed a defamation suit earlier this year against Lorenz and the Times over a 2020 article 
that she said led to the demise of her talent management business. Lorenz allegedly manipulated Jacob's star TikTok clients into making damaging accusations, one of which was that Jacob leaked nude photos of one of the teens. The Times has denied the allegations and vowed to fight the suit in court. Jacob on Friday tweeted a snippet from the lawsuit in which she accused Lorenz of doxing her by linking to a Zillow page with information about the Los Angeles home that she lived in at the time. Wow. Musk said on Twitter, such shameful behavior will not be tolerated going forward. Doxing someone this way. I'm not famous and I wasn't a public figure either when Taylor Lorenz asked for my address. Said it wasn't for publication, then proceeded to dox me in the New York Times with the address she was assured me she was going she wasn't going to publish, Jacob tweeted on Friday. The article was shared many times on Twitter. Jacob's tweet was aimed at Musk, who responded, such shameful behavior will not be tolerated going forward. Now, this again goes back to the Democrats. They don't know how to handle this. That the playing field, at least on Twitter, has become now level. All right, quickly, I also want to say thank you to our sponsor. Without them, this podcast wouldn't exist. And Legacy Precious Metals is wanting to help you diversify your financial portfolio. If you've been freaking out over what's happening with your IRA, with your 401k, with your investments on Wall Street, the question is, did you invest in gold or silver? Did you diversify your investments so that there is a hedge with your portfolio for inflation. Well, that's exactly what gold and silver has done for so many. It is a hedge to protect when it comes to inflation. Right now is actually a great time for you to protect your investments with gold and silver. No, you didn't miss the opportunity. No, it's not too late. So calling it the investor's guide from the company that not only do I use, but I also trust. Online at Legacy pminvestments.com. That's legacypminvestments.com. You can also call them and get the investor's guide for free. 1-866-751-2218. 1-866-751-2218. Also, reminder, make sure you hit that auto-download or subscribe button now so that you can get this podcast every day for free. Uh, and make sure you share this podcast on social media by hitting that little forward button right now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. While Democrats want you to be obsessed with January 6th, they want you to be obsessed with indicting Donald Trump, they're also doing something that's very smart. The border is in total chaos right now. 
Now, they're not going to say it's an invasion. They're going to say it's a humanitarian crisis. They want you to feel compassion, love, and kindness for people that are basically saying, I'm coming to America, and America's going to be my daddy, right? They're going to be my father. We also know part of why this has become such a big thing for liberals. There's a very interesting uh, analysis that came out. It said, more migrants, explanation point. Move over the great replacement. The great replenishment is the new plan to flood rural areas with cheap labor. The elites are doubling down on their failed migration policies with the latest target outside cities. How do I know this is a thing? The UK government now is on record of saying they want migrants to spend at least, you ready for this? Five years, just like modern day slavery. Five years living in rural parts of the country is a way to combat combat depopulation and, quote, replenish aging communities. This is slavery by the left. It makes sense because they're liberals and Democrats are literally the founders of the of slavery and the KKK and wanting to keep people enslaved. Never forget that. That's not the Republican Party. That's the Democratic Party. Migrants to Western countries like the UK usually prefer to settle in urban areas. Leading the, the government's Migration Advisory Committee, also known as MAC, to believe special measures are needed to ensure rural areas do not miss out on the benefits of diversity, quote unquote. So now they're saying we need you to go live out in places where they need migrant labor in the in the hills, in the country, uh, for the because they don't want to miss out. We don't want them to miss out on the benefits of a diverse countryside. Uh, this is some this is some strong government BS for you. These, quote, special measures were set up in the MAC's new annual report published at the beginning of December. The measures are aimed in particular at contributing to the government's leveling up agenda, described as a, quote, moral, social, and economic program for the whole of government to, quote, spread opportunity more equally across the U.K., Rural areas such as Cornwall and the island of Sicily are among the poorest in Northern Europe, as well as being home to older populations. Increases in the population and the proportion of people over 65 in rural areas are driven in part by internal migration from cities. Places like London and Birmingham have seen net outflows of over 65 in the recent years and a net influx of young people. Well, especially during COVID, a lot of older people are like, why are we sitting here in the city where we can't do anything? Let's get out of here and go to the countryside. Let's go to a rural area. Let's get some land and let's take our damn masks off, right? A lot of this was because of the mask mandates and the shutting down of cities that people are like, why are we still sitting here? What are we doing here? What's the point of being here if this is how they're going to treat us? That's what they decide to do. Rural areas such as Cornwall and the island of Sicily, they say they need new people there quickly to influence the old people. What this really boils down to is they don't like traditional families. They don't like traditional ideals. They don't like traditional values. And so they're saying, hey, if you're a migrant, go five years out there, screw up that area, and then we'll let you come back to the big city. Wow. That's not racist at all. The similar scene has been also divulged by the Scottish government with the nation expecting to witness a particularly acute decline in rural demographics in coming decades. 
They also say that they can fix this by sending my migrants out there. Professor Brian Bell, who chairs the committee, saying migrants could fill jobs in sectors like agriculture, fishing, and hospitality, not, not racist at all, many of which are caused by younger people moving to cities. To facilitate this, they suggest even lower skill requirements for visas than already exist in the UK, which brings me back to America. We've got 10,000 people wanting to cross on a regular basis into America now because of Title 43 that's about to expire. They're lining up, and we're expecting hundreds of thousands to just flood the border. This is exactly why Democrats love the flooding of the border, because they understand that these are the workers they want to come in to replace the other workers. It's a brilliant move, right? Like, this is just the greatest thing ever, as they would describe it. I'm going to play this for you. I want you to listen to this report from CNN. Now, they're not telling you that your country's being invaded by people that are breaking in the border 10,000 at a time. They're telling you it's a humanitarian crisis, so you should be compassionate and feel love and hug these people and give them free stuff. And that's your American patriotic duty to replace you and replace the jobs that you don't, quote, want to do. Listen. We are keeping a close watch on this looming humanitarian crisis on the U.S. southern border because just two days from now, this Trump area pandemic policy, which is known as Title 42, will end. That happens Wednesday. So you may recall the measure itself was implemented in March of 2020 in an effort to slow the spread of COVID-19. Border agents have invoked that measure, allowing them to quickly turn away more than a million migrants. Authorities in the Rio Grande Valley have now encountered between 900 and 1,200 migrants per day. Now it is estimated that as many as 10,000 people could be waiting in total to cross into the U.S. from Mexico as Title 42 ends. CNN is live once again on both sides of the border. CNN's David Culver and Ciudad Juarez, Mexico. We begin with Ed Lavendero in El Paso, Texas, where state of emergency has been declared now. Ed, what does that state of emergency mean? Well, the city is says that the state of emergency will help them get the supplies they need uh, in terms of food and shelter, but it also has uh, provided the city ability to um, move a lot of the migrants that have been uh, sleeping on the streets of the city here uh, into uh, hotels, other shelter that is starting to come online as well. All of this in anticipation of what is going to happen uh, here in a couple of days, where the mayor of this city now says... Anywhere from four to 6,000 people could be coming into the city of El Paso once Title 42 is lifted on Wednesday. But there is a great deal of concern that the city and everybody is not quite ready for the logistical nightmare that could very well unfold in these areas uh, once the, if, if the numbers of people expected to cross the border does indeed begin uh, to come to fruition here. So that is uh, one of the concerns that uh, officials have as they await uh, uh, Wednesday. Um, And they say that uh, the situation here is going to uh, continue to be tense. Uh, It's been described as one of the biggest challenges the city has ever faced in terms of migration numbers. Uh, And this is a community that is used to seeing surges of migration. but they this they say that this is not something uh, that this city has ever seen. It'll be a real true test of uh, the, the the humanitarian efforts that the city has long provided to migrants uh, coming through this region. It's all a humanitarian effort, right? It's not an invasion. This is a humanitarian effort. This is all about the humanitarian effort. 
You're going to tell people the truth? No, why would we do that? So you're not going to tell them what's really happening? No. You're not going to actually tell them that this is a massive invasion. This is a state of emergency from a crisis standpoint in this country. This is no different than what they're doing with the great replenishment, great replacement of Americans in the UK. It's the same thing here. You would essentially, quote, have a rule that says you can employ workers in the rural areas with a lower skill requirement than the normal minimum requirements is what now liberals are saying. Agriculture and fisheries are obviously big employers in in various rural communities. And then hospitality as well. Is this not racist? Like, hey, come and do the crappiest jobs we've got. And if you do it for five years in a rural area, then we'll give you American citizenship, right? Or citizenship in the UK. Maybe. This is slavery. It's a, it's a form of slavery. And the Democrats are the ones that are advocating for this. They're saying, take advantage of these people. Take advantage of them for five years, right? Pay them these low wages for five years. Own them and tell them where they can and cannot go, what they can and cannot believe, where they can and cannot live. You own these people. They're importing slaves, except the only difference is this time we're paying them a small wage and then we own them because you're saying where you can and cannot live. That's slavery, is it not? You can only work in this area or this sector. We'll give you a visa if you do this. And how do you sell this to the American people? You sell it to them this simple way. Oh, this is a humanitarian crisis and we must take care of these people. Let me just remind you of one other headline. I'll leave you with this. A wanted, accused, illegal alien child rapist has now been captured years after Sanctuary County freed him. You don't think that there are bad guys coming across our border and 10,000 people at a time. You're an idiot. An illegal alien wanted for allegedly raping a child has been captured by ICE agents Years after Sanctuary County in New Jersey freed him from custody. This month, ICE agents arrested the 31-year-old illegal alien from Mexico in Santa Ana, California, after being on the run from law enforcement since late 2019, when he was actually released from custody by Cumberland County, New Jersey, woke officials. Cumberland County officials released the man to adhere to a strict sanctuary city policy that protects criminal illegal aliens, child rapists, from arrest and deportation by ICE agents. So the guy was able to go out there. Who knows what crimes he committed in the last two years that we don't know about, but we know these accused of raping children, and that's who the system is now protecting. If you don't think that the Democrats are trying to destroy this country so they can rebuild it into something you won't even recognize, I'll say it again, you're stupid. Make sure you share our podcast. I will see you back here tomorrow. Please write us a five-star review. Thank you, as always, for listening. And like I said, I'll see you back here tomorrow. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.